1: Heather. Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt-Santi, and I'm joined on this episode by Emma Tempest.
0: Yeah, hello. I was say,
1: that's where you say hello.
0: <laughs> I know, I feel like every time I say hello, I say it in a different tone oh, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's like, it's not, it's kind of like, um, you know, when kids freeze when they're doing performance <laughs> type things. Uh, uh, uh. It's like, I just pull it back in my mouth and I'm like, oh no.
1: Well, you don't have to say it anymore if you don't want to. We can.
0: I'm not just going to be silent. Trust me. I'm there, everyone.
1: <laughs> just trust me on this one. That does not Anyway. Emma and I are going to talk about a quote from a book that you've heard a lot about on the podcast um, because it just is that good. Um, So it's from Everyone Needs Attention, Helping Young Children Thrive by Tamar Jacobson. And just to let's just get the quote going. Children are not simply a bundle of behaviors that we can control with stickers or timeouts. They're complex human beings, constantly constructing knowledge with feelings, experiences and opinions. They deserve better. They deserve complex interactions unique to each one of them. At the very least, they deserve our full attention as we get to know them. Whew. That's. I
0: don't know if you can
1: hear that. Yes. yes. Um, It's going to sound so uh, used up now because I've said it so often about this this book. But that just really was powerful to me. That was one of the parts Mm -hmm. of the book that sort of took my breath away for a minute and uh i was like yes duh but also sort of sad that it was so <laughs> breathtaking and so powerful because that means yeah. that reaction comes from the fact that that attitude might be a rarity <laughs> in exactly. in my in my professional life um so so it's a it was sort of a sad thing for me too to to have that realization oh.
0: Yeah, I think that happens a lot, though, when you realize that everybody doesn't think the same yeah, way yeah. you do. And for that to be on page 18, <laughs> yeah. as we yeah. just discovered, um, it's kind of setting the tone for the rest of the book. Like, if you do not believe in, in just right. that quote, you might as well Yeah, just if, if you're going to because... take issue with this piece, save mm-hmm. yourself the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and ideally, maybe come back to it when you're less angry and actually yeah. read it. Yeah, right.
1: It. <laughs> Spend some time with your, your thoughts and feelings and reactions and then maybe maybe Aye. come back to it. But um, I, this is – so I – I anytime I ask a group of um, early childhood folks what topics they'd like to hear more about or what they feel like they need more support about, it's always, always, always behavior. And – quite often they don't like my answers and what I'm saying anyway, because there are so many of us are in this desperate position of wanting the quick answer and the quick fix because, uh, you know, it's stressful in our classrooms or homes or whatever. But the reality is that it's deeper work than that. And I I think that's what, Mm -hmm. what she's saying here. You can certainly get short term, uh, Successes in your power struggles with children by using stickers and rewards and things like that, but it's not going to have the healthy emotional and social developmental effects that we want to be having.
0: Right, definitely. I completely agree. And I, you know, I remember using stickers and timeouts and yeah. all those things. And I guess with me being, with me working in a school, a lot of it was the school Uh rules and then we tried as much as possible to make them developmentally appropriate for our particular Mm -hmm. children but even then like I remember all the kids who who had challenging behaviors the thing that turned them round was not the stickers it was the Mm -hmm. relationships it was working through whatever was going on at home at school whatever was going on just in general, like with their family life or with, you know, other kids at school who they might clash with or whatever the reason was, it was always, always, always the relationships that we built with them that made the biggest Mm -hmm. difference. You know, having having behavior charts and stickers and rewards on a Friday and golden time, I get it, I really do. I get how that mindset Mm -hmm. works, but once you have shift, it's it's really hard to to go back to and i really struggled the longer i was in that role the more difficult i found to (laughs) apply
1: yeah
0: i didn't mean to say yeah
1: um i i was speaking uh was like a guest lecturer at a class um and they it was grad students and um not in early childhood, it was graduate students in the speech language program uh, where I am now, and the topic was helping children with behavior, and I, I did a thing at the beginning where I had several quotes that I used as sort of jumping off points for what I wanted to say, and it was just like a PowerPoint with a quote on the on the wall while I was talking, and one of the quotes was an Alfie Cohn Alfie quote, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was sort of disparaging of behaviorist Uh, approaches um and the the gist of the of the quote was you know behaviorists would would call this a success but if we look at how the child felt about the experience or themselves or their relationship then we would less be less likely to call it a success and that that really um That was really upsetting for some of the students that I was talking to to hear um, because that behaviorist approach is so ingrained and still advocated for in some fields, um, still really relied upon. Um, And and I I think what I like about this quote is the idea that she's reminding us that children are complex. It's not just a black and white world Mm -hmm. where um, you're either good or bad and you get a sticker or you don't get a sticker and that solves the problems. Um, We we have to take into account the full humanity of ourselves and the children that we're trying to help.
0: Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of children do see it as good and bad. If you think about, you know, all the Disney films that have good and bad and all the, you know, superheroes and villains—they're good and bad. It's quite an easy distinction for them uh-huh. to make, but when you have a child saying to you, "I'm bad," that's when, for me, that's just that's a step yeah. too far. That's like, no, we need to change yeah. how we're how we with this because that is. That's right too much. That's too much for me. And you're, <laughs> yeah, and you're
1: four, yes, exactly. When I um when I was teaching toddlers um a few a couple years ago on my it was like my first day in this new classroom, new center, and they were introducing the children to me. And um oh. they introduced this one particular two year old girl to me as um the, the little assistant teacher in the classroom and she's a very good helper, good listener, whatever. Um and in fact there was an argument between this little girl and another little boy where she got in his face and said, I am a good girl. (laughs) And, like, was just making her case. And she'd heard that so often because she was quiet, she was compliant. But if you really watched, she was doing a lot of pretty sneaky two-year-old shit behind the scenes. And if, if, if we want to boil it down to morality, good and bad, then then she wasn't what they thought she was. But what she really, in reality, she was a complex little girl who had heard this message um, from the adults around her and was interpreting it in the way that made sense to her in her experience of, you know, 24 months on the earth. And and it was just such a, a poignant experience for me. To, to see that
0: especially on the yes. first day like she's almost like she wants you to believe that she's the
1: little boy who was daring to challenge her it wasn't at me it oh. was at the other little boy but just just the language oh. and the you know that was the first thing she went to when she was challenged was
0: was he was he claiming that she was um, not good? no i think
1: he just wanted something that she had like that was just some unrelated conflict and that was her that was her response it was Look, I should get what I want because I'm the good girl here.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Ugh. I do think, um, like you were saying earlier, about people wanting the simple answers, and um, we do live in a world now where everything is, everything has a hack. Mm-hmm. Everything is yeah. the quick fix too. Everything is fast and now, and and you see it with with mm-hmm. children just in terms of their attention spans when, you know, if the parent's on their phone, they just they lose it because they don't have that connection anymore. And I think, and I'm not bashing parents, Mm. don't get me wrong, but it's that whole concept, like if we're going to go, let's just pretend we're talking to, like, the president, well, maybe not the president right now, but (laughs) the president, that the money and time and energy you will save now in early childhood without all these quick fixes we'll save the time right. later on right the the they're the quick fixes they're not they're not going to help in yeah long and run. I, I think that's that's a good point because um
1: oh i'm trying to think of what's the phrase you can either spend the time in in prevention and relationship building or you can spend the time addressing the behaviors you don't want to have either way you're spending time and and when I when I do when I'm having these conversations and I'm talking about uh, you know trying to draw people into the idea that it's it's a complex process and there's no right answer for any you know I don't have a recipe when they do this you do this and when they do this you do this um and they, they seem so deflated because they don't have time to do all this other stuff. Well, you just told me that you're spending all your time reacting and responding, and yeah, trying to come up with solutions. So, um, wouldn't you rather try to put that in on the on the fr- front side of things? Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's such a it's such a different mindset. You know, one of the other things that she that Jake Tamar Jacobson talks about in this book, and it's just c- sort of a throwaway. Um, and it, it's sort of, um, the, well, I won't say a throwaway, but it's not like a big several page. It's just like one little spot. She sticks it in here that we're in, a, in America, in the United States, where this, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and you can't get something for nothing. And um, I feel like that really uh, translates into this conversation, too, where um, a lot of times, whether we admit it or not, um, the reason we don't want to... Put that preventive front end effort in is because um why would we take time away from the quote-unquote good kids to spend all our time with the the bad kids and the, then the good kids are cheated because they deserve my time and um, there's there's just a lot of self-awareness that i think needs to happen and and definitely i've kind of gone through this myself over the last 30 years and working with kids um, We we have to know where we're coming from and why we feel the way we do about things. And uh, and that's hard work.
0: Yeah, what you were saying then about how how everything is unique to each child. Mm -hmm. Everything is unique to each Uh adult as well. So when you say things like, I can't give you an answer, like you can't, if the child does this and then you do this, it will magically work there's a lot of work to be done on what you are doing as the adult and how you understand, not just child development and what's appropriate, but how you understand where you are forming your uh-huh. feelings from. Yes. Because if you if you aren't reflecting on that and not having time to, to work out, hmm, well, actually, why do I feel this way about this child? Like uh-huh. the good girl you were talking about. Why, why do they see those as quality, uh, mm-hmm. my brain. Quality, qualities. Quality. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it, I was like, I mean, I don't want to use the word quality because I've already used it, but you know exactly why I meant, um, why they appreciate those things, why they think that those things are held uh-huh. higher than the kid who is currently having a hard time right now. Yeah.
1: Um, I, uh, another conversation that came to mind while I was thinking about this quote was, um, s- someone asked me, you know, I'm also always getting these like specific scenarios of <laughs> behavior and this was l- more of a parenting com- context, but, um, so this, mo- this parent asked me, um, they had gone for ice cream and they got to the ice cream place and the six-year-old decided she also wanted some candy and, um. So it was, you know, some big deal, and she's like, "So what should we have done in that context? Because you can't just negotiate with children." And I was like, "Why can't you just negotiate? Why why can't you negotiate with children? Like they're they're human beings, but I mean the what I what I felt like was happening was like, well, they're not worthy of consideration or
0: mm. you know, the thought
1: hadn't even. It crossed Right, mind. right. And so I was like, well, actually, I think it's a good idea to negotiate with children. And sometimes the answer is no, you don't get any candy. We came here for ice cream. And that's okay. But let them make their case and consider yeah. their opinion and consider their feelings and and keep in mind that they are just as human as you are.
0: And uh, uh, And I guess that comes into play with the last part of that quote about how they deserve our full attention mm. as we get to know them. How are you going to know if that child can make a case or not, if you don't give them the opportunity to.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> it is. I mean, I it's, it's, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm, I just, I, I think. Um. So I'm, I'm thinking about this conversation and, and people listening and, you know, so yeah, we're saying don't use behavior charts and stickers and, um, quick fixes,
0: and what did you instead? Right,
1: right. But we just,
0: you know, it's complex. I can't tell you in the remaining five minutes of this episode right. what I was you can do. to say that's what we need to record next. Yes, and we
1: sure can. But I would say, you know, you talked about it. Relationships is the biggest thing. Children are more likely to be influenced by you than controlled by you. And there mm-hmm. are moments when you do need to be able to influence children. Right. Um, and to teach them. I mean, this this area should not be separate from any other area that we think we're supposed to be teaching and helping and supporting children, and yet sometimes it is seen as completely separate. So so whatever you can do to try and strengthen relationships is going to be the first big step, I guess,
0: Yeah. in another I direction. Think, I think even before that, it's having the reflective mm-hmm. time with yourself to yeah. kind of just take a step back and work out how much of your bias might be
1: influencing
0: how you feel about that child.
1: Yeah. Or, or just the, the, the idea of behavior guidance at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, that's my second thing I usually say to people. I I start with relationships, but then I'll also talk about um, changing your own mindset about this topic. Like, Try yeah. to try to change your language so you're not talking about discipline and consequences, and you're talking about teaching and modeling and helping and supporting, yeah. um, and stop talking about misbehavior and start talking about you know mistakes they're making or or examine is this really even an issue an issue, yeah. um, and if it is, why do I think it is? So yes, that that self reflection and awareness piece is key, but also really big and hard to do.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's that's <laughs> all we've got for you. No, but you had some more. I think you wanted to go in that direction a little bit um, yeah. because you were looking for that part in the book where she says. Oh, I closed that. Back. Oh, okay. Well, we can do that in another episode then if you want. Yeah, to we see. might. To. Okay, never mind. You didn't hear that, guys.
0: That's good, though, because
1: that means you have to tune in next time. <laughs> And we'll find the quote, and it'll take us three weeks to set up a half-hour recording session. <laughs> but we promise we'll get it to you. We will. <laughs> um, I I don't have. Do you have a last thought on this? I just really, I just really hope that people are willing to to reconsider the co- the conversation. And mm-hmm. and if you're thinking, I think, I think, if your immediate I- reaction was, "How dare you take away stickers." That's the starting point. Why is it so important to you? And what and, and what yeah. what is it about using stickers that you think that you have seen? What evidence have you seen that it that it's effective or fair or, you know, giving you the long term developmental? Yeah, I think
0: it is that case. like when I think back to when I first started teaching, it's almost like you don't even think about it. It's just you order stickers when, when it's time to order resources <laughs> it's In the catalog, like that's what you do. Yeah, it's almost like you said, ingrained. Yeah, where you know you work hard, you get rewarded with a sticker. Uh-huh. You get ten stickers, you get this. It's it's not. We're not like shaming people for right. doing it because we, just, we we will
1: acknowledge and and well, we'll just acknowledge that's the culture yeah. that we've all been part of for so long. Right. That it and doesn't do mean think, like, you're garbage if you use a sticker.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's an ingrained, systematic thing that unless people start to stop and uh-huh. think and change that mindset, we're not going to get out of.
1: Yeah, yeah. One of the catalogs I get at work all the time is just full on, full catalog of stickers. And that blew my mind. I think it's it's marketed, it's aimed at like doctor's offices, <laughs> which, you know, get a sticker at the doctor. I don't care. That's great. Um Give a kid a sticker if a sticker makes them happy. That's not what I'm saying. But it just was funny to me that there was like a whole catalog of options that someone is probably sitting and pouring through to choose just the right stickers the right for their one. charts. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm going to take away another fun teacher activity by saying
0: uh, don't
1: don't shop in your sticker catalog anymore.
0: I have just one idea then that just popped into yeah. my head. Yeah. I know you were joking, but. That- <laughs> whole concept of an activity and the teacher giving a sticker as a sign Mm -hmm. of you know well done you did it Mm -hmm. the time spent doing that if you converted that time into time saying to that child you did it I'm so proud of Mm -hmm. you look at you go look how big your brain's getting because you did this and this and this that helped you to do that and that and that I'm so glad you're a part of our class or whatever you want to call it how is that if you're just talking about time that is no different Mm -hmm. it might be a little harder to think about but I just feel like the the second one is so much more more powerful Mm -hmm. not only for the kid but for you as an adult and I know which intention I'd rather have yeah I was going to say and don't you think and I go
1: back to this a lot too which teacher do you want to be (laughs) yeah, don't you think that you would feel better about your day if your day was spent packed with as many of those kinds of interactions as it could be and then Mm -hmm. um, not only that it's really good for the children to do it that
0: way too so it's like a win-win yeah those people that were supposed to be helping those
1: ones (laughs) those ones yes All right. Well, we will have to find that other quote and and maybe yeah. have a more I don't want to say solution oriented conversation, but offer some some practical. Yeah. Here's here are some some tips to try and some things to think about. So we'll get that out next. Sounds good. Next, in a general way, as in <laughs> in the future, maybe not the next episode. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Emma. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you'll come back again. (laughs) I'm so good at the awkward ending. I should just own it. That's just the style of the podcast now. So, anyway, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. That's the show. Now, go get your nerd on.